Welcome to today's episode of the Back in Shape podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about knee pain and how many of us it affects and how for many of us it's that knee pain and instability and understanding that hopefully from today's podcast that will really give you that insight into your lower back health as well and how we can improve both of these areas simultaneously as we progress on further through our journey of strengthening. Whether you're doing anything overtly strengthening wise now for those knees, maybe you don't have any knee pain, understanding that this affects us all. Weakness is never going to be a strength and hopefully you'll start to see with this episode how it's always better to deal with pain or deal with a weakness when we don't have pain but when we do have pain we are forced to deal with it so something worth bearing in mind if you don't have knee pain at the moment evaluate some of the concepts that we're talking about here today and maybe start applying them to yourself so this is particularly relevant to the degree you have any severe or more severe diagnosed causes of lower back pain as well if we've got you know, disc bulges, if we've got stenosis, if we've got spondylolisthesis, we've got some degeneration, etc. in that section of the lower lumbar spine. And this is going to be particularly relevant to you as well, or more so perhaps. Um, the, the imperativeness with which we get things going in the right direction again is a bit more urgent. But for all of us, we can be improved. So I wanted to start off today's episode with a little bit of an anecdote for me personally. And first noticing that I wasn't kind of I'm able to move fine, sporty, active, etc. going to the gym and those sorts of things. But I noticed when I was doing my squats, I just, they weren't as deep as I wanted them to be. They were too low. This is back at university. They, they weren't going low enough, sorry. And I just couldn't get that depth from a balance point of view, mobility, strength, etc. And the weights that were being used is irrelevant, but the, the technique and the form just wasn't there. And it was something then I had to spend a lot of time working on to improve. And steadily, little bit by little bit, I made that improvement. And then fast forward over a decade later, doing some new movements with some of the sports and activities that I'm doing now, some of that weakness, not from before because that was dealt with, but I didn't necessarily go far enough. And some of that weakness kind of started to surface up again. And I've spent maybe the last nine months now, maybe a year, steadily trying to make improvements there as well. And it is all coming together. We're making improvement. But it's helpful to, to notice that I'm talking about years. I'm talking about decades making some of these things you know, change over time. When it comes to your knee health, hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll really understand that some of the weakness that is there, if not all of the weakness that is there, is a consequence of absent-mindedness when it comes to focusing and prioritizing on these things because they slip away so very slowly and we manage to live through life without really noticing they're not there. But once we are at the other end of life, we start to notice how absent they really are. And there's nothing that highlights the importance of health in general, like being unwell. We take it for granted quite often when we are actually well. All of our joints, all of our body, we take for granted when we are well. But when we become unwell in any capacity, all of a sudden we realize how precious those things were. So if we take our development all the way back to when we were a toddler, a little one, you will have all seen you know, family members, little kids uh, you know, that, that you interact with through the family are going to be popping themselves down onto the ground. They're gonna be moving around with ease, down into a deep squat, their knees completely close up, and then they pop back up again without any effort. And, and that is very important because what's happening there is part of the development, which every single one of you watching this video right now, the podcast, will have been through. You could do it at one point, very, very important that you conceptualize that and take that on board. You did do this before. You're allowing the tendons, the ligaments, the muscles, the cartilage, the synovial membrane around there, the, the whole joint itself and all of the other muscles, not just the knee, because for example, a squat, it's not just the knee, it's the hip, it's the ankle, etc. But all of those tissues are getting the right stimulation so they can grow and develop as part of that normal developmental process. And that takes time. 
And that is a process that we all go through, but it is necessary in both developing and then maintaining the health of this particular joint. And if we then fast forward through life, and we've mentioned this in previous podcasts, we start sitting down more, we do less and less and less and less and less. Our knees get less exposure to those stresses and strains. Now, if you take a moment, maybe after this podcast, go and have a look at a uh, anatomy, just Google search, you know, anatomy of the knee, anatomy of the lower leg, anatomy of the, the thigh, for example. You're going to see so many, a mesh of muscles that all interweave with one another. And bear in mind, we separate the muscles out primarily for academic reasons, but they all blend together and work together. And as we move through that full range of motion at the level of the knee, all of these different muscles, even muscles up in the hip and the lower back and the core, even higher up, are all working in tandem with one another in a symphony together to allow us to move through that full range of motion. And that is necessary to build strength. You'll notice, for example, as you go down to the bottom part of the squat, different muscles will take over because at that particular angle, the way in which the knee's positioned and the hip's positioned, these muscles, instead of those muscles, are going to be taking the primary strain. They're gonna be driving and controlling that movement more, and the others are more stabilizing. And then at a different range, one of the other muscles are gonna take over and be a bit more involved. We've got maybe the, the, the vastus medialis, the inside of the knee, the in, innermost quad, that muscle holding your kneecap to make sure it doesn't deviate off to the side as we're moving through that range of motion, battling the stronger outside quad, the vastus lateralis, as it's trying to pull and generate power at the level of the knee. So all of these things are interwoven. Then you've got your adductors on the inside of the thigh, the glutes are stabilizing, the lower leg muscles are keeping the foot balanced. It's all working together. And that is keeping the health of that joint and the surrounding structures so very in check that we, when we start to lose that, we start to see other things going wrong. We start to do that less frequently. And as we do it less frequently, our body starts to stiffen up. We start to less and less move into that closed position at the level of the knee. Our muscles aren't being required to get down there on a daily basis. And so the body's intelligent. It knows if I'm not doing that very often, I'm not getting the stimulation, so I'm not going to maintain muscle mass. I'm not going to maintain muscle strength in those particular positions with the knee closed. We're going to stop diverting resources to the muscles that do that. We're going to lose a bit of technique with that. We're going to lose the proprioception, the balance as we move through that position and lose the coordination, that symphony I mentioned earlier of all the muscles working together. They just get a bit rusty at it. And so what happens over time as we start to approach our teenage years and maybe a little bit later, our body starts to tighten up because it knows, hey, I can't afford to let you go that low in the squat. I can't afford you to go that low in that whatever movement it is. So they tighten up everything so you can't, that way you're protected. Unfortunately, until maybe some event comes along where it gets a little bit too much and you do move into that position and we get an injury and that's predominantly, especially earlier on in life, that's gonna be through our sporting injuries, et cetera, where those tissues are just put under too much stress. But fundamentally, it's a case of use it or lose it. And if we haven't been using it over the years, the muscular strength that we had there is going to start to waste away. And we see this at the opposite end of life. As we start, well, not necessarily, that's when we see it most exaggeratedly, most profoundly, but as we go through life, we see it too. We see that as we're walking around, we, we, we get out of chairs, we kind of push ourselves out. We don't use our legs too much. As we're sitting down into chairs, we kind of just 
fall back in and you start to realize maybe when we're picking things up off the floor or out in the garden we're doing things and we're bending down to pick things up and we're just using our lower back we're rounding our lower back over now the wheels should start to be turning say okay I can see how because I've been moving my knees less over my life my legs have been weaker so I've stopped using them more because I can't so the less I do with my knees the less I'm able to do and therefore the more other areas have to do things because I still have to get down onto the floor and I've got relatively long arms so I can reach down there as long as I round my lower back over like a little fishing rod I'll be able to get down there so we start to wear our lower back and this is the point at which we start to see okay well I don't have a knee injury but is my knee healthy maybe not because it's not able to function as it normally should. And so the strain starts to come on the lower back. And many of you that are part of the program that are working on your lower back to improve the health there will hopefully be thinking right now, huh, maybe my knees haven't been doing so good over the years and I don't have any knee pain per se, but maybe that's because everything's so tight that it won't allow me to get to a position where I compromise the knee. And we'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end, but you can see how if you're not gonna be bending your knees properly, we're gonna be using our lower back. And we also see this in the sports that we tend to pursue. If we're looking at you know, running to stay fit, we're going to exercise classes. Most of the, especially the sort of the high intensity exercise classes, you might be doing, you know, whenever you're doing squats or lunges, you're not doing full range squats. You're doing these little pulse things because we're trying to get a burn. We're not trying to actually work the joint through its healthy range of motion. You just, you look around, you see everybody's doing these little, they look like little, little pogo sticks, just bouncing up and down. You're not really doing squats or lunges. You're doing some sort of weird pulsy movement that isn't anything like that. And, and so we, we, we gravitate to activities that bend these knees less and less as we go through life, that use it or lose it side of things. And even if we take the example of, okay, cycling is a good one, where actually we could say that we're, oh, we're bending our knee, but even with something like cycling, which is a whole nother podcast in itself, because many of you will know our views on, especially road cycling for long periods or spin bikes, is that you put the saddle as high as you possibly can so the knee doesn't have to bend because we know that when the knee bends, we have to exert more force because it's in a position of mechanical disadvantage and that works the muscles harder. So we take every step possible to reduce the bend necessary at the top of the cycle through because that is going to result in inefficient cycling and therefore, we're not really doing that for the health of our knee, we're doing it for a different purpose. So we see we use our body less and less and then we get to the other end and we start to see older family members that have difficulty moving around. The, the relative disability, the, the lack of ability to be independent as we get into our later years is primarily a function in lots of cases. I know there are some separate examples as well, but from a pure mobility point of view, is very much the strength of your legs and those muscles, that myriad of muscles that you saw maybe earlier or, or, or will see later when you Google it, you'll see all those muscles. They are, haven't been used for so long. And at one point they get far enough that they just don't work anymore. They don't, or they don't work in a sufficient capacity to allow you to do the things that you want to do. So you see whatever, whatever more wobbly on the feet. You see the need for aids and supports as we're walking around. And then you see this more severe consequences of falling and losing our balance. And it's all down to those leg muscles being weaker. Again, I do know that there are some additional issues. Maybe we've got some degenerative neurological conditions or, or other areas like that, which can make things uh, more complicated. But fundamentally, if we had strong legs and we were able to actually move our human body around the place, we would not be as vulnerable as we currently are. And many of you will experience this when you're doing your training, when you're doing your resistance work. As you build up and use a stronger weight, your legs become more wobbly, and then you adapt to that new weight, and your legs become less wobbly at the same weight, and you have to push yourself up. And the reverse is also true. As you get weaker, the same sort of weight, your body weight, 
becomes the heaviest thing you lift all day and you use that you do that less and less and less you stop going up the stairs anymore you stop doing that because it was giving your knee pain instead of strengthening up the knees you got a chairlift and now your knees can get weaker at a faster rate and we see how the decisions that we make maybe over our lives reinforce this weakening of the knees whether we actually have pain at any point or not they're getting weaker and weaker and the consequence of that on the lower back starts to become self-evident with the activities that we choose to do on a daily basis so hopefully this is not painted too dire a position but actually made you think about hey Am I as strong as I want to be in this area? Are my legs as strong as I want to be? There is absolutely no reason you should not be able to bend your knees completely and close them. Sure, we might have some arthritis, but this is, this is important for those of you that do have some arthritis in the knee and there's a fundamental limitation because bones just start hitting bones. Like for example, my elbow is only ever gonna bend out so far because there is a bone that hits another bone and that's it. Okay, and, and in certain cases that is gonna be true, but that's not gonna be true until you get to a reasonable way through for most of you. And, and it's very important that you guys with the degeneration in the knees take this message seriously because the less you do, the less you can do. So make a step to start to do the right things and start to build some strength slowly and I'll get to that in a moment. But for those of you that don't have any knee pain right now, really use this as an opportunity to avoid a problem. It's so much easier, as I said at the outset of today's podcast, it's easier to deal with a problem when it's not painful than deal with a problem when it is painful. Our bodies will always make us deal with this situation, the weakness that we have at one point or other. It can be on our terms when we're ready for it and we can be productive and jump straight in and start doing the right sort of things. Or it can be through a crisis of an injury or something like that, which can make the unnecessary complication of damaged tissues inflammation, irritation, swelling, etc. That unnecessary complication can just make it a little bit more difficult to start to build that initial momentum. So I wanted to finish the podcast with a little Chinese proverb is the best time to plant a tree, just like build your legs, was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. We're approaching the end of 2022 if you're watching this live with us. And whenever you're watching with it, the same thing applies to you. Start now and make a commitment to work on some of those muscles that we've spoken about, some of those movements. It's very, very simple. We don't need to be over complex. We've got simple movements like squats, lunges. We've got the hip hinges as well, which all work on strengthening the musculature that supports and controls and keeps your knees healthy. Start doing that today and slowly, surely gradually over the years not a couple of weeks this isn't a six-week program it's not 12 days to lose something it's not 15 weeks of or 15 days of this that the other it's not get fit in 30 days this is build your knees slowly steadily over an exceedingly long period of time it's not glamorous but it works and if you're consistent then you will be able to undo the degradation of your tissues that has happened over a long period of time there's a reason we talk out to our members regularly about the bis labs and getting them to upload their videos particularly with the squats the lunges uh, the split squats and the hip hinges because they are such important movements to quality of life if we can't go anywhere life starts to get very difficult and very lonely we want to preserve that mobility as best we can. That is vital. So if you're not sure and you're part of the membership, upload videos to check your technique, check your form. You should be doing it for yourself anyway because you should be comparing where you were to where you are now and then looking back on those things as you go forward in time. Because quite often for many of you, and I know for me it's been the same, it's not a quick journey. It's a long journey and the improvement is incremental over the months, weeks and years ahead. But start today, get cracking with it 
and you will thank yourself. The problem is it just takes a little bit of time and many of us, unfortunately, don't have the patience. We have too much distraction that gets in the way of these things. But if you can be consistent, a very relatively small amount of time on a daily basis can make a massive difference when added up over many, many years. So that's it for today's podcast. I do hope it's been helpful for you and I do hope it's made you guys think a little bit more about this area. It's an area that does crop up quite a lot in the membership because people start working these muscles in ways they haven't and they go, oh, my knee's a bit sore, etc." So helping you understand and appreciate why. Why is it so difficult maybe? Why is it a challenge? Why do the knees wobble? Why are the ankles a little bit like this? Is so important. We've got so many videos on how to do these things, but sometimes understanding that why can really unlock some of the processes up here that make the results down there. As always, if you've got any questions, post them in the comments. That's why it's there. It's there to help you read and reply to all your comments, whether it's on YouTube or on the website. We do read those and we really appreciate your support. Consider giving this a thumbs up or subscribing to the channel wherever you're watching this on. Step state with the latest episode of the podcast and the weekly lives. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the Back in Shape podcast. Thanks for watching.